You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Megan Edge. And we're going to be walking on the edge with her, the edge of healing, the edge of their own, your own self-discovery, the edge of the heart journey. Healing Hearts, Oracle Cards, a guidebook, Falling to Being Human, an introduction into intuitive healing. What is intuitive healing? What are these Oracle Cards? How did she come about doing this? Why is it so important to us? But this is what it's all about here when you come to listen to these shows. We are self-discovering people who have taken these wonderful journeys into the beautiful gift that now serves you as a humanity. She also is a radio host, uh, playing on the edge radio, Radical Change with Ease. Radical change, that is something every single one of us has to go through at some point. And how do we work our way through it? Um, there's so much here to undo. Let's pull the thread and discover what it is. First, what is Healer Heal Thyself, a personal journey of self-discovery and healing? Healer Heal Thyself. That is something that a lot of people simply cannot do because they stay too much in their head, less connected to their heart and their soul, and get very much dictated by what their body is doing. But how about we kind of put everything into a wonderful balance and allow everything to have a harmonious voice and then we won't have so much conflict within. Will we, Megan? <laughs> That's very true, Sarah. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. And thank you for having me on your show. I feel very honored. To oh, be delighted to have you here. I love your background. I mean, if people are audio, you know, come and look at the video. She's got a wonderful background there, really setting <laughs> the aesthetics here. And um, heal, heal thyself. It sounds, mm -hmm. it, it, to so many people, impossible. But if we don't look upon a way to nurture and heal ourselves, we're always going to be in conflict with self, aren't we? We are. And, and actually, heal or heal thyself is the words that are up above the doorway to Delphi, the Oracle of Delphi in Greece. They've been around for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And for me, they are the cornerstone of the work that I do when I'm teaching other people how to become healers with a capital H as what they call themselves as the work that they do in the world. And what I truly and deeply believe, Sarah, is that if we are not willing to engage and, and go on our own healing journey, we have no business offering healing to anybody else. And I think that that's true for anyone who's doing healing, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a physician, a surgeon, a psychiatrist, a psychoanalyst, an alternative healer, a medicine, energy medicine healer, a shaman. I don't care what you're doing. If you are standing up and saying, I can help you with your healing journey, then you have to have gone through some of your own healing work or else you're no good to anybody. You just talk. You know, it's, it's paint by numbers, heal by numbers. It's not heal by experience. And well, the that's, best that's people right. are those that learn the skills and the tools because of the experience that they've been through. 
you've been through an experience. This is how it all came about. Open the doors to that. The stepping into healing yourself came from? The, my own healing journey came from a lot of different places and interestingly, from a lot of different directions all at the same time, which is how it so often happens when we are given the opportunity through what I call a wake-up call <laughs> to really step back and step into the life that we're living at that time and decide if it's really how we want to be living our lives. So in my case, there were a couple of wake-up calls along the way. One of them was when my mother passed away when I was in my early 30s and watching her go through what I would call her health crisis because she never did have a healing journey. It was one health crisis after another, and it was mainstream medicine quite literally failing her because surgery was the answer or a pill was the answer. Yeah. But personal work, inner work, looking at the shadow, none of that was ever offered to her. And I have a personal belief that if there had been someone doing the kind of work I do in the way in which I do it in her life at the time, and we're talking 21 years ago now, she'd still be with us. Yeah. She'd see her granddaughters grow up. She'd watch me step into this work. There'd be so many ways in which she would be in the world. Mm -hmm. And because she wasn't and she isn't, and that was what I saw, I felt very strongly even early on in my early 30s, there's got to be a different way to be healed. Mm-hmm. And really recognizing that so much of that is what we believe, what our story is, how we're in our story. And I had all of that as an intellectual understanding. And I recognized my own grief when my mother died and and what that journey was like. But it wasn't actually until I was hit by a car, well, my, my car was hit by another car. And then as I was recovering from that, a person came back into my life. And this opening up of understanding and awareness of where I had allowed myself to get in my own life, Mm -hmm. the blinders that I had very carefully (laughs) put upon myself and my view of my place in the world, my place in my marriage, my, my value to my community. Throughout all of it, I had allowed myself to become very small. And through being taken out from the car accident, I had spiral whiplash. I had a number of different injuries. Um, There was a concussion involved. There was a lot of things to recover from. When I could no longer be Wonder Woman, I had to stop. Mm -hmm. My world around me started to collapse Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the energy to keep it all up like this. I, I had two little children my older daughter was suffering from severe, severe life-threatening food allergies. We already had almost lost her once to anaphylaxis. She was also one of my teachers, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a different way that my mother was one of my teachers. For my daughter, I knew that my role and my responsibility was to be her advocate and to be her mama bear mm-hmm. and to really get involved in her healing and to understand how I could be there for her in ways that I knew I was never meant to be there for my mother. I mean, it wasn't my job to fix my mother or, or heal her. That was her journey. Uh, But it was my job to do that work for my daughter. Uh I really believe that's that energy that we, that's the commitment that we make when we step into motherhood is to be that mama bear. And and then throughout all of that, so there's my mother, there's my daughter, and then there's me. Uh 
there's my own understanding of what it is that I have allowed in my life and how that is showing up in my body because of my unknowing of how to do the work at the time that things were happening for me. And I was given a diagnosis of fibromyalgia when I was about 38, I think it was, 38. And I got it, I have to tell you, Sarah, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It really was an opportunity for me to take things into my own hands yes. along my healing journey to not feel like I didn't have control or I didn't have a say in the matter. Mm-hmm. Because up until then, that's what it had been like. I mean, yeah. you're very familiar with the medical system and how bless them, they do their very best, but they only can do what they know how to do. Yes. Right? (laughs) So the toe doctor doesn't talk to the knee doctor and the knee doctor doesn't talk to the elbow doctor. And then they tell you you're crazy because you have all these symptoms and they don't know what to do with you. And so they put it back on you. At least that wasn't my experience. Well, they're hitting on the fibromyalgia because of this 31 points to it, which a lot of people don't understand, which in their own identity are issues on their own. And then whatever your severity of the fibromyalgia is, however many points, this is what you're juggling. It's constantly like balls up in the air that you're juggling. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for any one doctor to understand because they generally kind of specialize in general or specific, right? And for them to suddenly look at, well, you've got this too? I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) There must be a pill somewhere or something we can cut off. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and this the way our system is set up. They're very constrained. Our doctors are very constrained by the 10-minute session that they have with you where you're only allowed to ask one question. And and the the GP is is the gatekeeper to the specialists. Yes. But the GP doesn't actually have, unless they're very diligent, they don't have a lot of relationship with the specialists. No. So their hands are tied, and I, I appreciate that. It wasn't until I sat down with a naturopath, in fact, mm-hmm. and she listened. She had an hour and a half to yeah. listen to what I was telling her. And she said, I'd like you to go home and do some research. Mm-hmm. I would like you to look up fibromyalgia. Have you ever heard of it before? I said, no, I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, good. <laughs> then you've got a clean slate. Yes. She said, yes. go home and look it up. And in those days, this was, again, almost... 20 years ago or 15. Yeah, yeah 20 they years didn't ago. really know much about it at that time at all. They really didn't. And they yeah. had, one of the sites I went to had this huge long checklist. And here's the thing, Sarah, everything on that checklist, yeah. I checked off. Yeah, I know. It's scary. It is scary. I've got 29 of those 31 points. And I understand it is scary. And you feel powerless. And, you know, well, now it's like, how do you, how do you heal yourself when you've got so much daunting? So there's a lot of stuff you have to digest first isn't it isn't waving a magic wand well now i'm going to do this i know we've talked a lot and i think Mm -hmm. it's that it's i think you get to a point where okay as you said i've got the diagnosis at least i know what's wrong with me now Mm -hmm. now i'm empowered to do the research right to find out what's right for me nobody can tell you that other than you (laughs) that's that's true but what i found most interesting is that when I was given that diagnosis. It made sense. It just suddenly yeah. made sense. And everything fell into place around the aches and the pains and the fuzziness yeah. and, the, yes. and all of that. And I remember telling my stepmother and my father, okay, this is what's going on. And my stepmother saying, oh, oh, this is awful. Yeah. And I looked at her. I said, no, this is wonderful. <laughs> Don't you see? I have something to work with now. And... I'm not crazy. Right, right. 
I'm not crazy. And I set to work right away. I mean, I, I could have chosen different paths. I could have said, poor me, woe is me. And I could have gone down that route, but that's not me. Yeah. Instead, I wanted to look for, okay, now that I understand that this is a something and it's an actual something. Yes. And I need to show up for my children and I need to show up for my then husband and I need to show up for my work. And I'm not going to let this take me out. I've lived with it for decades already. Just knowing that it's something doesn't suddenly give it control over me. Instead, Mm -hmm. I chose to do the opposite. Yes, it empowers you, doesn't it? It was empowering, that's right. Because, okay, all right, now I identify it's X, Y, Z, and D, it's the whole alphabet, Mm -hmm. literally. (laughs) And it's like, okay, what can I do for this Mm -hmm. that may benefit that? Or maybe that needs more attention than this right now. And as I said, it's really like being the juggler, the whole ball's up in the air. Mm -hmm. Which one do you catch when? That's right. Uh, But I think the most important thing to actually understand, first and foremost, is where the mind is in it. Yes. Right? And when the mind is, okay, this is what I've got, I'm going to manage it. It's just like I've been given an assignment, I'm going to manage it. How am I going to manage it? Don't know yet. That's where the research comes in. Yeah. That's where the openness and willingness to receive information comes in. This is where yeah. you step into responsibility and ownership of your own body, your own mind, your own life. Yeah. And say, I am going to seek that path that is going to be wellness for me. That's, That's right. where your door opened up for you. That is one of the places where my door opened up, especially around belief. Mm-hmm. One of the things that happened when I came back to my GP, and, and my GP at the time, he was very progressive. He was the one who was doing acupuncture on me after the car accident. Mm, lucky he was, you. Yeah, he was the one who would say to me, how are you today? How are you feeling? You know, What's it like not being able to lift your children up and drive and do all those things that you've been able to do before? He, he cared enough to ask that, and he set the time aside. So I give him huge kudos for that. Mm. When I came back to him with this diagnosis, he says to me, well you do understand that it's all in your mind. <laughs> and then he, he kept talking, but I didn't hear the next bit of thing no. he said, because that just landed for me. And I went into trigger yeah. and defensive. And I remember leaving his, his office feeling a bit stunned and shaken and going back to my car and just bawling my eyes out and thinking, oh God, now we're back to my, I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it took a couple of days, Sarah, before yeah. I remembered mm-hmm. The other thing he said, mm-hmm. which is that he says, you can change your mind. Right. He says, this is about how you're living your life. Fibromyalgia at the energetic level is a full body discomfort. Yes. It's one of the ways in which your body is talking to you. and It's trying to get your attention. He says to me, what in your life needs to change? Yeah. And that was the part I did not want to hear. La, 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 la. <laughs> Also dealing with change at the time that you're, you're dealing with your body's changes. You know, it's like, oh, no, no, just too much at once. Really, I really can't do that. Yeah. But it is the time when you need to shake things up. Absolutely. And make the changes so that you can put that energy and time on you. Exactly. Exactly. And because I had something to work with now, and because I'd already done a whole lot of work and research and reading, I've been studying esoteric and metaphysical and alternative medicines and health and well-being since my late teens, Mm -hmm. I I already had a number of tools and techniques and concepts and ideas that I could use to better understand the mind part, the belief part of what I was allowing in my life. 
And that's what really catapulted me into a whole path around looking at my language and understanding the words I was using to tell my story, mm -hmm. looking at my story. Yeah. You know, what was I saying every day about money or happiness or maritable, marital cohesiveness or <laughs> who I was in the world? And I started to take responsibility. And for me, that is one of my power words. I love the word responsibility. I feel like you cannot step into your own healing journey unless you are willing and ready to accept and take responsibility. For that which is yours. Participate mm -hmm. in your own life. A lot of That's people, right. well, I'm taking responsibility. I'm going to that doctor, that doctor. No, you've got to participate mm -hmm. in your own healing. And that's, I think, is a word that gets missing. You know, going to someone else to fix you is not you participating in your own healing. Going to someone who can show you how yeah. to fix yourself is yeah. the participation and ownership that we're looking for. That's right. And, and the whole idea of heal or heal thyself is that cornerstone yeah. for the work that I do with others and, and my own journey is within that heal or heal thyself is responsibility and empowerment. Yes. Right? It's not to say that I can take care of my body 100% on my own. No. There are experts out there who know how to take care of my physical body when things show up that is their area of expertise. It's just like my car. Yes. <laughs> I know how to drive my car. I'm an excellent driver. I've never actually caused an accident in my entire life, never mind having been in one or two, but I know how my car works. I understand it, but I am not the one to go into the guts of my car and change yeah. the carburetor. Right. Right. That's not my yeah. job. No. I've had 17 major surgeries in my life, Sarah. Mm. I know the medical system. Yes. And I know how great it can be for these kinds of things. But where I know that it still needs to do a lot of its own work is in understanding the psychology of illness and the energy of illness and injury and why the body uses that as a language, the aches and the pains. Yes. As a way of telling us there's something at the mm -hmm. energetic and emotional level that needs your attention. Yeah. And they yeah, show up in the body. A lot of people, obviously, you know, especially with the fibromyalgia or any form of disease, you know, cancer, this, that, or anything, it's, it's always traumatic at first. It's mm -hmm. an adjustment. Of course. And, you know, it, it is a, a not an abstaining. It is now an invitation, you know, to mm -hmm. do something. So we know that cancer is an 80% an emotional disease. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, 20% may be environmental. Um, when you look at everything, this ease it's when the body is not at ease with itself That's now right. i have injuries like you have injuries bodies being damaged it doesn't matter how much they want you to get rid of the dents the, you know there's some impact still there mm -hmm. and that's something that you know that you're going to live with and you just find those parameters and what you can do for it honor thy body my yes. body can do this today my body can't do this today that's honor right. what your body is saying you're not letting mm -hmm. yourself down you're being in tuned with your body Exactly. And that is really what you're doing, isn't it? You're having people being in tuned with their own energy to understand what it can, what it cannot do, when it needs the help, and okay. when it can flourish. Absolutely. Exactly. I'm not interested in creating super soldiers. Right. <laughs> right? Each of us. They, they only, you know, are on the Avengers. They don't work of their life. Yeah. Each of us has our own unique body. Yes. And I really believe we choose these bodies each lifetime. Yeah. I do believe and we have many lifetimes. And each lifetime we choose a particular body because it is going to be best suited 
to the journey, to the story, to the work that we're here to do, to the learning that we're here to achieve, to the way in which we're going to show up in that world, in the world. And each body has its own journey as well. Yeah. That whole soul, human, we're a soul in a human body, we're a human having a soul journey, whatever, you, you know, there's, there's a symbiotic relationship yes. there. I want it's my not a linear life. It's, it's no. encompassed. That's right. That's right. And so what I want for my clients and my students is for them to know what their own well-being is. Mm. What is their best day? Yes. That's what we're going for. We're not going for what the magazines tell us. We're not right. going for what the diet industry is telling us right. or even the latest medical thing. Right. It's what is your best day and how can we get you there so right. that your best day becomes your everyday right and that's a, there's layers and layers that we work with and look at to determine what that is for someone and in the recognition that that is going to change as they move through their lives yeah their best day at 20 isn't going to be their best day at 60 necessarily and that's okay because that's part of what we're here for is the flow and we never know what, what we need to know until we need to know it. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I was, you know, at um, the long uh, therapist today because I've, I've had asthma since uh, two. And I just wanted to make sure because, you know, the huffing and puffing seems to be a little bit more mm -hmm. nowadays. You know, it's good to go and get those lungs. I had the lungs checked up and they said, yeah, you've got asthma. Oh, really? I've had them 62 years. I do know that. <laughs> but it's, uh, would you like to speak to somebody on medications? And I said, if you're going to put steroids on me, don't bother. Mm -hmm. but, oh, no, they have other techniques. So I thought, okay, I'm going to learn. And I did. Simple thing. Of mm -hmm. When you're going uphill or going upstairs, breathe in through your nose and exhale more than you breathe in. Right. Because we're inclined to take more lung power in. They said, no, you're over lung powering. Now you've got to puff and puff. Mm -hmm. 62 years, no one's ever told me that. Well, right? we, we don't teach people how to breathe we, in our culture. No, we do not. Definitely yeah. not. And it's always, I mean, he had on the table all of the steroid drugs. And I said, mm. letting you know right now, uh-uh, yeah. not me. Tell me what's wrong. I'll find a way to do it right. Or if you've got a different def def uh, technique to do something, mm -hmm. I will apply it. And yeah. that's really, we have to get out of our own heads yeah. that, um, you know, uh, the, the, op, the pill, the something will fix it. Mm -hmm. And understand that, that there are techniques that we need to apply to our lives in order to manage mind, body, spirit, and soul. That's right. And what I, what I tend to look at, the things like the aspirin and the Tylenol and yeah. um, the antibiotics, those are all tools. And yet even the yes. antidepressants, these are yes. tools that we are meant to rely on for the time that we need them to. Yes. And I, have, I work with a lot of clients who, who have suffered or are suffering from depression to very severe depression, mm -hmm. mild to very severe. And, and many of those clients have come to me on antidepressant medication that they have been on for years, yep. years, because they dependent on them completely. Well, they've been told, yes, you're going to have to take medication for the rest of your life. Yeah. Now that's a really powerful statement to make to somebody who's in a very vulnerable place, who's mm. looking to feel better. Yeah. What, when, they, when tests have been done on people who have been chronically or for long periods of time taking the same doses of a particular kind of medication, whatever it is, the medication actually is no longer working after the first three to six months. Mm -hmm. But the mind, yes. the mind is so powerful. Yeah. Now, there have been so many placebo tests done. It's yes. phenomenal, the information that's out there about the power of our mind to convince our body of a certain state of being. 
I'm not a psychiatrist. I do not have a psychiatry degree. I cannot prescribe medication for anyone, and I don't pretend to be an expert on it. What I have observed when somebody comes to see someone like me is that they've already exhausted almost every mainstream possibility. And there's something missing in the way in which they've been treated, which means that the treatments they've received have only been able to take them so far. Right. Because they keep the client in their story. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a repeat of the yes. same story. The trauma. Keep they're them in the trauma. They keep them in yeah. the trauma. We were at, you were saying earlier in the introduction, you know, what is intuitive healing? How is that different? How is intuitive counseling different than mm-hmm. counseling, mainstream counseling? The difference is that when we do intuitive counseling, we are opening ourselves up to and acknowledging that there exists an energy that is bigger than we are, that is internal and external, and that can open us up to seeing our lives from a multidimensional place mm-hmm. and recognizing that there is a purpose and a reason for the things that happen to us in our lives. And if we can be willing to see from a place of empowerment, not a victim, that there is a purpose and a reason to the things that have happened to us and that we can change our minds about those things and we can change our relationship to those events, then we can have permanent healing. An event can be permanently healed where it remains part of the person's story but it no longer defines who they are. Yeah, the trauma is gone. The trauma you can look is gone. at it. It's like when you do see people who can get up and publicly talk about what happened to them. Mm-hmm. They're no longer feeling the trauma. They're That's sharing right. the story to enlighten others, but mm-hmm. they're no longer the story. Exactly. And they've, they've, made, they've changed their relationship yes. to their understanding yes. of the story. Yes. They've given it purpose. They've given it reason in their lives. Now they are serving others. Yeah through their healing journey. They're demonstrating and mentoring to other people what's possible for them. Right. And that is so powerful. And that is what will create that permanent healing. That redirection that, that people get. Mm-hmm. Um, that calling or that cosmic two by four. Yep. Right. <laughs> that wake up call. Yep. It puts people on the path that they're meant to go on. But the reason they have to go through it Mm-hmm. in order to teach it is because it, it becomes more relatable for the people who are going to receive. That's right. And, you know, when you go, why me? And you go, well, why not? This is obviously your path. This is, look upon it as a gift. Right. You know, this is an invitation for you to find your way through it. Mm-hmm. Right. And what beautiful instrument have you created through this and how are you going to bring it to the orchestra of life? And understand it's not about making you a victim. It's about making you stronger, mm-hmm. discovering your courage, discovering your strength, discovering your abilities, discovering your gift that now serves others. Because right. ultimately that's what we're here for. And whether the journey is smooth or whether it is a few cosmic Dubai fours along the way, all of it is teaching us how to serve others better. And everybody that's gone through self-discovery media that's taken that journey, every single one of them say they wouldn't change a thing, however traumatic life has been. Because who they are today and what they're doing is so true to their core. That's exactly. That that's exactly. nothing else they could do. Yeah. That's right. That's right. When you, can, when you can look at the whole story, your whole yeah. story, without regret, yeah. 
without remorse, there may still be sadness and grief, and that's okay. Yes. And there may, there may still, still be pain. Be, that's okay. And there may still be justified anger at yes. the way in which you've been treated. All of that is absolutely okay because that is part of being human. Yes. We come here, I believe, we come here as souls mm-hmm. into the physical realm mm-hmm. to experience all the things that we get to experience through having this physical body. Yes. And that includes emotions as well as physical. That includes pleasure as well as discomfort. And so when we have an event that shows up in our life that causes us that grief and that pain and that trauma, while we're in it, mm-hmm. our focus and our t- attention is on the thing that is happening to yeah. us, right? I mean, I remember when I was going through my separation from my then husband, and it was a two-year journey of, of knowing, oh, crap, <laughs> hey, this is done. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's the two years of figuring it all out with little yeah. tiny babies and my own health issues and after the car accident and all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, there were days when I just crumbled. Mm-hmm. Absolutely there were days. There were days when I had temper tantrums. There were days when I just sobbed. There were days when I wished. I wished nothing would change and everything would just stay the same because that was easier because I knew it. And I learned to let myself have those moments because it's not for me about rising above it all. It's about being in it. Yes. In it. Yes. You've got the only way through it is in it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And to be in it gives you the experience. It gives you the knowing. It gives you the opportunity to feel all the feels as my daughters would say. It's all the feels. I want to share something with you. This was a recent event. So my older daughter is going through a health, um, it's not a crisis, it's a health issue. Mm -hmm. Dealing with some very severe health issues right now and we don't know what's happening to her. So on the one hand, it's very scary and it's very frustrating. And on the other hand, we're holding space for her as she goes through all of this. And, And when this condition showed up in December, I remember emailing one of my mentors and saying to her, I can't be on the call today or whatever it was that we were going to be getting together for. I said, because we're in the middle of this thing right now with my daughter. And I explained some of the symptoms that she was experiencing. And my mentor, I mean, bless her. I know where she was coming from. She wrote back and said, blessings on your journey with your daughter. Mm -hmm. And I will be totally transparent and honest with you, Sarah. In that moment, I wanted to smack her upside the head. Yes. Like that is the last thing yes. I need to hear right now. I, I got all that. Yes. <laughs> I get the big picture. That's not where I'm at, where I am right now. Where I am right now is, man, that really sucks. What can I do for you? How can I help you? Yeah. Right. I didn't need the platitudes in that moment. Right. Exactly. And you know, sometimes you know, my son is always trying to fix me. He, you know, he has memories of when I first got the fibromyalgia, which came at the same time as my separation from my husband and, you know, the worst part of our marriage and everything, you know, as it is, everything piles on top at the same time, you know, because just, that's just the way it works. And it's like, you do become the superwoman of the Superman and have to burst through it all and discover your strength and your courage. But he remembers a lot of me kind of being in bed. He forgets that I got up, took everyone to school, did everything, went back to bed, got back up, went and picked mm-hmm. everybody up from school, fed them, went back to bed. But he remembers me being in bed. And it's like, but I want to help you, mom. I want to, ha- I want to fix you. And mm-hmm. I said, you can't fix me. That's my journey. However, arms around me with loving hug is all I need. It feeds me. It nurtures me. And sometimes for people who are watching this, 
you know, watching their loved ones go through this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all it is is simply being there for them with love. That hug is so amazingly healing. It's a transfer of energy for a start. Absolutely. It's support. And yeah. sometimes there are no words, just simple hugging love to say I'm there for you. That's right. And, you know, to be a healer and to watch your child. Yeah have a condition that no one can identify that includes spasms and nausea and fatigue and there's and lots of people with very good intentions are flying at me with well it could be this and have you thought of that and maybe it's an entity maybe it's um gas coming you know leaking out from the floor <laughs> maybe it's her food allergies maybe 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 and i'm absolutely open to all of that i'm, yeah. I'm like bring it in let me let pull me the fred, pull the fred pull the fred until you find which one it is yeah because it could be any of those things i had to make a decision I felt right away, the first time we went into emergency, which was about two days after this all showed up for her, my job as her mother supersedes my work as a healer. Yes. And I decided it wasn't my job to heal her. And I had, when I said that to a few people, I had some backlash. Oh, yeah. Oh, but you're a healer. You mm -hmm. should be able to fix her. Mm -hmm. But that's not how this works. No. First of all, we don't do this on our own. We right. always have a team. Yes. That's how we thrive is with our team. And what she needed from me was not to fix her. What she needs from me is to give her that hug and to give her the shoulder to cry on, to hold her, to be there for her, to pick her up from school when the spasms start, to get her to the, excuse me, the doctor's appointments, to make sure she's got tea for her stomach, whatever it is that she needs. Be the mom. That's what she needs. Yeah. Right? That's my, that's my primary job. Yes. I have a lot of healers in my life. I teach people how to become healers. I'm in a community full of healers. They can do the healing. Yes. They can send the energy. They can yes. do the prayer. They can do Let all of that. Let you do what you're meant to do. Yes. That's because right. at that time, all they want is mummy. And it doesn't matter how big they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just want mummy. And, and uh, or, you know, it, that's the thing that that, that power of being mm -hmm. the mother, of just being there, you know, running around doing the things for them, just being there with the love. That is so yeah. healing in itself. Exactly. You know, and, and the advocate and being the mama yeah, bear right. and, and getting in front of the doctors and letting them know and telling them what's happening and, and speaking for her and letting her speak for herself, really standing in, in, her, in her energy as her advocate. And this whole process has been really interesting because I can remember saying, or I had children, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to have children in my life until I know how to stand up for myself. Right. So that I can stand up for them. Yeah. But, but it's also the process, you know, your, your own discovery with the founder mother of what's wrong with you. And finally, I know what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Your daughter's just going through a process of her own right now. Mm -hmm. And one of these days it's going to be, it's this. Oh, thank God. Now we know what to do with it. Roll the sleeves up. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. she's just taking the same journey as you right now. Yeah. Right. And, oh, and you know that just being there, helping her with the research, you know, some suggestions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, but it ultimately it's her journey that you're supporting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's true to say if I had a magic wand, Oh gosh. Yes. In a heartbeat, I would take <laughs> it away. From her. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and but her that, little sister has said, but can, why, why can't I have it? She's yeah. already got food allergies and yeah. life threatening food allergies. I'll take this other, you know, this, yeah. this thing. It's not fair. And she's right. It's not fair. Yeah. That's the stamping of our feet. That's the, Oh, yelling at the universe enough already we can do that and from there we pull up our big girl panty yeah. and we say right 
I've had my pity party. I've had my temper tantrum. I've been pissed off and angry at the universe and anything else that I don't have control over. Right. What can I do for self-care today? What do I need today? Yeah. And then moving into that. You know, I always say it's good to have emotions, but mm-hmm. don't become emotional. <laughs> yeah. Tap into your emotions. Yeah. But once we become emotional over them, we stop the flow. The emotions are an indication of what's going on in our life right now. Mm-hmm. That's right? right. Yeah. When you become emotional over something, it's all the emotions running, spiraling. Yeah. And it's like how, you know, take that breath, <gasps> take that breath, <sighs> bring it down mm-hmm. and really identify where you are right now. You know, and I'm sure in, in your healing, in your teachings, it's the identification. Where is the core? Yeah. Because that's the root. That's right. right? And all, everything else is just a screaming symptom, like the Falber Maldra. I'm in on a party too. Me too, me too, me too. Where's yeah. the core? That's because right. Because it's the core that you've got to get to it. And if you can get down to the core and start unraveling that, mm-hmm. now you really can start the healing. Exactly. And I know for me, when that fibromyalgia was, was identified, and I, when I talk about it, I tell people I was given a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. I am not my, my fibromyalgia. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Right? It's just one of these coats that have attached to you, you know? Exactly. And here's the thing. I function very highly with now. I did Mm. not at the time. After my second daughter was born, and and birth can often trigger uh, uh, fibromyalgia episodes, as it can any kind of stress. Mm -hmm. A marriage in which the then husband was in love with somebody else. Well, I think it could be a trigger there. Yeah. You know, there might have been something there. And he yeah. did it with the first child as well. So, uh-huh. you know, I, and I was holding it all together. Yep, yep, ignoring it. La, 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 la. I got a kid. Let's not rock the make, boat. <laughs> I made it okay. I made it okay. I made yes. it okay. And, and he, he and I made it okay as well. He's, he's not the villain here. Right. It takes two people to get to that place. Right. Um, but nonetheless, the first thing that the, the natural path said to me is, have you considered taking gluten out of your diet? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd already been doing that for my older daughter. Here's another way in which she was part of yes. my catalyst. She was my teacher because she was born out of the womb with life-threatening anaphylaxis covered in rashes and mm-hmm. eczema. And they kept telling me, it's just baby rash. It's just baby rash. Right. I said, I don't think so because all the other babies have swayed for skin. Yes. <laughs> and I've got my little reptilian baby and I loved her to pieces, of course. And there was clearly something in her system, in her energy system, her physical system, her environment that was affecting her in this way. And one of the things had been gluten. So we had taken that out of her diet, which meant I wasn't having much of it. But when I actually looked at all the places where I was getting gluten, and thought, okay, well, I'm already halfway there. I'm just going to yeah. take it all out and let's just see. And this was, again, like 20 years ago before it became they call it wheat belly and all of that stuff, right? Yeah, before it became fashionable. Um, and thank God it did. Like, this is a good yes. fashion to wear because none yes. of us should be eating it. But anyways, that's another show. Um, I took it out of my diet. And honest to goodness, within 24 hours of the last trace of it coming out of my system, it's what I call my miracle healing. Mm. I had my body back. Right. I had my energy back. I was not in pain. I could sleep. I could get up off the sofa. I had been the unhealthiest 90-year-old woman mm-hmm. after my second daughter was born. That's what I felt like. And I couldn't figure out how anybody could function because I couldn't function. 
Now, I had to push through all it. the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and pain and just yes. brain fog. I felt like I was hung over the entire time. And yes, yeah. I had two children and a husband with sleep apnea <laughs> and various oh, other things. Yes. Tell lots of story there, that. darling. Yes. Right. Well, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep, but no. this was a different kind of fatigue. Yeah. Anyhow, the gluten came out of my diet and I was a new woman. My sex drive came back. My intellect came back. My energy came back. My body felt good again. And that lasted for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. I rode that wave for about two weeks and then I crashed and I went back to my naturopath. I said, okay, what now should I take out of my diet? She says, nothing. Now you have to change your life. Right. Yes. You've already got rid of one toxin. <laughs> now it's time for the others. <laughs> yeah. you know, and that was that process. That was yeah. that process of my heart's journey. Right. Right. You know, you, you, you talked about your, uh, your daughter right from the word go. Um, I was a, uh, I shouldn't have been born. I mean, my mother was a week in labor with me and it was literally the nurses pushing me out. And, mm. and, uh, and then, but I was a healthy baby for, for two years until the Asian flu went round and then mm. asthma and eczema came along. And I literally would have looked like um, burned blisters all over mm-hmm. my body. It was weeping eczema and I was in and out of hospital with it. And I've had it a lot through my life, though not for a very long time, because something I realized what it was for me was I'm a highly sensitive person. Mm. And that sensitivity is empathic sensitivity, mm-hmm. entombment sensitivity. And if I go out of a frequency or I'm in a static frequency, this is a, such a detriment to my health. Yeah. Now, that is sometimes when we look at those things and go, what can be triggering it is that sometimes we are giving birth to indigo children. Mm. We are giving birth to people or people are stepping into a higher frequency, a higher elevation. And it just means that they are more allergic to the bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. there, yeah. Or the static or the, the negative energy. And they react in only way they can, which is through the body, yeah. because the mind doesn't want to go there. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, I know for me, when I look back, every time that happened to me, what was going on in my life? Mm-hmm. And my life was in crisis of identification, yeah. a crisis of belonging, a crisis of being who I was in a world that really was very suppressive of it. So yeah. I had to suppress that energy, which meant that it had to come back on me in a negative rather than in a supportive. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I, I work with with people is helping them to identify yeah. what that identity is. Yes. It's who yes. are you? Yes. <laughs> who yes. are you? And yes. are you stopping yourself from being you in order to accommodate other people's right. level? Yeah. That's what I was doing 100%. I, was, I spent 23 years in a relationship desperately trying to get noticed. Oh, hello. Hello, Lydia. Yep. Sound familiar. I'm sure a lot of listeners out there are going, oh, wait, I know that story. Yes. And it wasn't until somebody just saw me. Yeah. Saw me. And it was okay that they saw me. But I, I started to see myself. To I started to shift out of, I'm over here. I'm over here. Right. Aren't I good enough? Right. To, I am just fine. There is I, I, I did show a couple of weeks ago on, on permission to be thyself, you know, and, mm. and, and I, I said, it, I have, because um, it was just my show on, on, on my perspective, it's like I've waited all my life for people to give me permission to be. Mm-hmm. And the only person that had the authority to give me that permission was me. Yeah. And it took me a long time to give myself permission to be, you're okay, Sarah. 
You're Sarah. Mm-hmm. You're here to be Sarah. That's right. And if you're not somebody's cup of tea, that's okay. They yeah. can go look for someone who is. That's right. right? right. And, but I cannot compromise me anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where the conflict comes in. That static energy, doesn't it? Because you were born to be mm-hmm. who you are with the gift that you have. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter about anybody else's judgment. It comes right. in, are you being true to your core? And yet the biggest pain that I see most people have is that they're worried about what other people think about. 100%, because that's our society. Yeah. Our society dictates if you're not this and you're not that and you're not doing this and you're not that, then you're nothing. Yeah. Who decided that for me? Yeah. Because I wasn't in agreement with it. That's right. And to, to a degree, see, this is, to a degree it does matter, or at least it can matter, mm-hmm. how you are perceived and received in your culture and your community. Yes. And it depends yeah. on how much your survival depends on that. Yeah. And that's why ostracization is used as such oh. a great punishment, yes. because it can really mean a matter of life or death in some circumstances, but not so much in our modern world. And I think that this is one of the evolutionary leaps yeah. that we're doing at a personal level and at a soul level like our bodies are done evolving we're not going to devolve evolve a th- second head or a third no, arm no. as convenient as a third arm might be so our next evolutionary <laughs> or eyes at the back of the head yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i still have them <laughs> it's it's what we're what we do next with our energy yeah and our understanding of, of our energy and how and our relationships with one another I feel like that's where we're at right now in terms of our evolution. So the more people that I can help come to an understanding and a realization of who they are and who they're here to be and help them heal those old wounds around belonging and judgment and other people's behavior and attitude towards them, then I feel like I'm helping with that leap, with that evolutionary leap. And I I have a, a video that I've I put together, I have a YouTube channel and I've got all tons and tons and tons of educational and helpful and um, empowering videos and things on there. And one of the things I pulled out of one of my workshops is called the 90-10 rule. And the 90-10 rule is this, 90% of the time, no one is thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not. No. They're, They're worrying about what you're thinking mind. about them. Yeah. <laughs> 90% of the time, no one is thinking about you. 10% of the time, they might be thinking about you. And of that 10% of the time, maybe 1% of the time, they might be thinking something unkind about you. Mm-hmm. But 90% of that, 99% of that, they're probably thinking something like, wow, she looks so good today. Or I wish I could be more like her. Or those are cool shoes. I wonder where she got them from. Mm-hmm. Right? But here's the switch. 90% of the time, most people are worried about what somebody else is thinking right. of them. And it takes an enormous amount of energy yes, to try to figure out yes. what somebody else is thinking of you right. and how to fit yourself into their expectations of you when you have no idea what those expectations actually are. No wonder we're tired. I know. Yeah, we're exhausted <laughs> trying to fit into everybody else's expectation. Right? <laughs> it's just you, not worth it, folks. When you can let that go, when you can just put it down. Yeah. Put it down. Let it be. Yeah, let it be. Some days it'll show up, some days it won't. But if you can practice just putting that down and allowing yourself to show up, be seen, let other people have their experience of you 
without getting hooked into what that experience is and recognizing that not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to be your friend. Nor are you expected to like everyone and be everyone else's friends because quite frankly, I don't want 8 billion friends on Facebook. Do you? God, that would be again (laughs) exhausting. No. (laughs) And so we're just leaking our energy all over the place trying to fit ourselves into what we think somebody else needs us to be. And we lose ourselves. And that's why we start breaking down. And that's why we start breaking down. It's not because we get older. It's because emotionally we have lost ourselves everywhere but ourselves. Right? Exactly. exactly. And the thing is, when you spend on yourself, it's not being selfish. No. This is the most important thing you can do is fill your own cup. Because when you are abundant, your cup will run over. You are meant to become that beacon of light to shine for others, to show them the way. Yeah. So this self, I need to sacrifice myself. It's all about suffering. You've done the suffering, baby. You know, <laughs> right, step, step into your light, hallelujah, and be that light for other people. And sometimes yeah. all you're going to be is that beacon of light without even saying or doing anything because your energy is enough. That's right. But if you're running on depletion because you're so busy trying to please everybody else yeah. or overspend yourself and not nurture your own self, who is suffering? You and everybody you could be serving. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the more people know this, yes, and then they start applying it to themselves as a habit. What I say to people is imagine that you're a pebble and you throw yourself into the center of a quiet pond and the ripples, they go out and they bump into the frogs and the fish and the reeds and the frog and the fish and the reeds have their experience of that wave. But you don't get to decide how the frog experienced that wave. Um, you just sit yourself in the center of your life and you take care of yourself so that the ripple of your well-being goes out into the world and it impacts the people around you in ways you can't possibly imagine. Right? Or, or have any control over. Or have any control over. Right. But equally, equally, see here's where, where free will comes in. Here's where choice comes in. Equally, you could stand in the center of your life and be a miserable son of a and the same ripple is going to go out the same ripple is going to go out and people are going to have their experience of that that's still none of your business but you can decide do I want to be a positive ripple (laughs) or do I want to potentially be a toxic ripple well you know I'm always referring things to instruments of us becoming our own beautiful instrument, the gift Mm. that we're meant to be. But it's up to us to perfect that instrument enough to bring to the orchestra of life. Mm. You know, if you're still on that violin because you haven't tuned with yourself, then you're not ready to play with the orchestra. Your journey is to discover that instrument, all that it is. So when you bring it to the orchestra, you really are creating a symphony and a harmony Mm -hmm. that really will resonate out. So it is important that you place importance upon yourself. Difference to self-importance, which is ego-based, but the importance of self is being Uh as nourished uh, and as whole as you can be. Now let's get to the teachings that you do, because this is really important. It, It is about finding people's energy equilibrium Mm-hmm. that you teach the teachers to do and also to help people how to do it for themselves. And again, like the mechanic of the car, we're not meant to fix our own car. We're just meant to know where we're driving it to do the work we're meant to do. But That's you've right. got the mechanics, right? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I, when I decided that I was a healer, 
when I decided that was my path and that it was going to be alternative, it was not going to be mainstream. I've done mainstream. I, my, my degrees in women's studies from university days, I was doing an um, advanced major or something, a doctorate, I can't remember what it was even now, in uh, social work. Mm-hmm. And I was working with people who were, who were survivors of sexual assault. That was my goal, was to help, help empower uh, women mostly, but also men who had experienced that in their lives. It's exactly what my daughter's doing right now. It's such, a, it's such important work. It's mm-hmm. such important work. What I realized at the time in my early 20s is I hadn't done enough of my own work. Right. I mean, why was I drawn to that work? Because, of course, I have my own experiences. Yes. That's what made me want to help other people. Relatability. I, yes, relatability. And I recognize, though, that I haven't done my own work. I'm not old enough yet Yes. to know how to hold someone's story and not make it my own. Mm-hmm. Not absorbing. Mm-hmm. So I stepped away from that and did a whole host of other things and then came to this place in my life where this conjunction of my mother's death and my daughter's illness and my own illness came together with this realization of, right, I think now's the time. Yeah. I've always loved learning, Sarah. It's been one of my passions my whole life. And once I learn something that has value to me and has made a difference in my life, I want to shout it from the rooftops. Right. I want everybody to know that here's a possible way in which you could feel better about yourself. Why don't you try it on? It's like trying on some clothes. (laughs) You don't know how it's going to fit unless you're willing to give it a try, right? That's right. Let's see. You know, it might not kind of fit, you know, at first, like, it's like, I don't know about this. Well, Mm -hmm. you know what? Wear it for a while. It will grow on you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So having always been a teacher, no matter what kind of job I, I had, I always would find myself teaching. I realized that if I wanted to do this as my work, if I wanted to truly step into this metaphysical alternative energy healing, intuitive counseling, intuitive psychology, I was going to have to learn everything I could about it. Yeah. And I was going to have to teach it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a calling. Right. Yes. That was your instrument. That was my instrument. Yeah. And I know how important it is for us to have tools. Yes. That remind us of what our intention is. Mm-hmm. Right. So right from the beginning, when I put my shingle out and said, I am, and at the time I was um, Psychic Intuitive Counseling. That was my business name at the time, Psychic, which was humorous because mm-hmm. the work I did was so serious, but I wanted everyone yes. to understand that the humor is so important in our healing and not yeah. taking ourselves so freaking seriously. Right, right. It's a really big step in the whole mm-hmm. healing journey. And I started my work by teaching. In fact, right out the gate, I, I got a neat little funky place in Fernwood. Some of my clients still remember coming to see me there. And I started teaching right away. I started teaching intuitive development. I started teaching manifesting. I started teaching different kinds of healing techniques as I was learning them. Yeah. I was teaching them to others. And I had this vision of creating one day a beautiful system that would reflect the way in which I do my healing work that could be teachable to others. Mm-hmm. Where others That's the ripple learn. effect. That's the ripple effect. Yeah. That's right. So over many years and after running many, many, many workshops, it started to come together into the healers program, which I now have, which is called the Confident Healer. And it's an intuitive, it's an intensive intuitive healer certification program. It's a 10 month intensive and it is intense. Mm-hmm. We're just coming to the end of this year's class. They graduate at the end of June and the next one starts in September. These women take themselves with my guidance and help and facilitation through their healing journey as they learn each of the different modules of metaphysical and intuitive counseling and healing that we do. And each month they go through a different area of study 
and they practice on themselves and they practice on each other. And as their SHIT comes to the surface, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they use those tools and techniques and the products and the things that I've created, they use all of it and their own intuition to move themselves through those life events. Healer, heal thyself. Right. Is the cornerstone of yes. this program. Yes. So that's the big, that's the big certification program. And we're in our sixth year now of running it in this way. And it's come from 10 years of me doing this or 12 years of me doing this as my work and 50 years next Monday of me being in the world and doing the way, just showing up in the way that I do in the world. 50 years young with so much wisdom. 50 years because young. you were willing to play the instruments. You were That's willing right. to go through the process, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So one of the other things I started to learn as I, as I, as I stepped out of my marriage, this work that I was doing had to become the work that sustained me. Yes. So I was looking around for what other things can I learn that I can then offer to my clients. And I was recognizing that as much as we have a story and we can be in that story, there comes a point in the telling and the re-relationship with that story where the words run out mm -hmm. and we need to start working with the body. Yep. So I created, long story short, over a number of years, a healing system that I've named Intuitive Energy Massage. Mm. which is a combination of, it, it is wonderful. <laughs> I would love for you to come in and, and have, I would love it. <laughs> the only it, kind of massage to have. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It yeah. is, I can say with complete conviction and absolute humbleness, this work moved through me yes. and it is absolutely transformative. I have witnessed miracle healings yep. with this work because the person who is willing to come in and have this work done is ready. Right. They're ready right. to do the work. Yes. Right. This isn't it, a regular type of massage, just, you know, easing out the muscles. It's literally cellular, isn't it? It Releasing is cellular. past it life cellular, pain yeah. cellular, memory cellular, stretching out those muscles for that release. And yeah, I, yeah, I've experienced it before. Heaven on earth, really. Yeah. It's quite something. And yeah. so when, with that one, um, I started with Reiki and I very quickly... <laughs> started making it my own um, right. from there. It was something about being told there's, there's only one way that you can do this that I immediately decided, I'm going to see if that's true. <laughs> yes, now that's only one Let's perspective. How about the yeah. other three? Yeah. <laughs> <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> Which is the cornerstone of, of the teachings of IEM, the intuitive energy massage, right. massage is intuition. It's right. intuition. Yes. So yes. yes, I've created a system. I now teach it. We have five different varieties of intuitive energy massage, different ways for our practitioners to work with their clients. Two of us on the table. One is in a chair, one is standing, and the other is this beautiful treatment called the foot chakra massage. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's divine. It's absolutely divine. Um, it, there's also all these different ways that we can work with this energy. And once they have the system, once they understand why we move around the table the way that we do and the, why we place our hands where we place them and why we stretch the way we stretch them, once they have that, then what I say to them is make it your own. Right. Bring in your energy. Bring in your expertise. If you love essential oils and you're an aromatherapist, yeah. bring in the oils. If you're yeah. a sound therapist, bring in the sound. Right. Make it your own because that's how your clients are going to find you. Yes. Right. But, you know, first and foremost, people have to surrender, don't they? They, they have yeah. to surrender what you have known, be willing to embrace what you need to know That's and right. then make that knowledge part. It is your instrument. It's your song. It's your yeah. tune. <clears throat> and as you and say, that's the reason why people will go to them. You, know, right. you may and have everybody's past the same, 
you know, same um, teachings. Mm-hmm. But again, they, each one is going to serve the client that is ready for their energy. Exactly. Exactly. So I want that uniqueness out in our yeah. community. And, and as long as they are, well, as long as that sounds rather contrived, <laughs> where they are willing to, to, to be in the energy of IEM yeah. and, and f- embrace what we teach about the energy of IEM, then they are an IEM practitioner. Yeah. Whether they put their hands in the same place every time or not, and I encourage them actually don't. Yes. You know, just make your way around the table. Yeah. But if, you're, if your heart and your mind is saying they need more work over here, then you go and you do more work over here. Right within the energy of the intuitive energy massage, they're just helping them perfect their own instrument. That's but right. What music they make out of it is then their choice, their journey. That's right. That's and right. That, that music is going to be in collaboration with somebody who's got the lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a beautiful analogy. It really is a beautiful analogy. They have the music, and the client has the words. Yeah. To the song, and that's, and that's the way to release those words of the song. And and but you know it is. Again, back to the participation, which is free will, surrender to the person giving the massage so that you can have that synergy. They don't realize it is a synergy of of energy dancing together. Absolutely. And we're in each other's energy field when we're doing this kind of work. And whether you're doing Reiki or hands-on touch or white light healing or theta healing or whatever it is, there's so many beautiful modalities out there. You are stepping into the energy of your client and your client is allowing your energy in and they're allowing you to be in their energy as well. It's a beautiful relationship and it takes an enormous amount of courage to be vulnerable enough to say, I am, I'm here. I'm willing and I'm able and I'm ready to put it all down and allow the work to move through me, to allow the energy to work through me. For the longest time, Sarah, I was the only one doing intuitive energy massage because I hadn't taught anybody yet how to right. do this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but then a client of mine said, this has been so transformational for me. I want you to teach it to me mm. so I can take it back home. She was from Switzerland and I can give it to people there. Right. So because of her, because yeah. of her experience, it set you on another path. It set me on another path. I had to yeah. sit down and I had to think about, okay, well, where do I put my hands and what is the sequence right. of events? And can I make this teachable? Well, we just had an IEM level one training last weekend, three days, no, two weeks ago. Um, We had our our first master teacher workshop on Sunday. We now have almost 40 practitioners Mm. in the local area of Victoria, Vancouver and Up Island. 40 people have gone through the IEM training, whether it's level one, level two or master teacher. Look at that. Are taking out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a sound waves are just resonating out there. Yeah. And yeah. if I ever needed confirmation that this work yeah. has value and purpose, it's when I hear from a practitioner what their client's experience was right. of a treatment that they received, right? It's when somebody in the community says, we're having an event and I've heard about what you guys do. I want you to come and set up your tables and, and offer IEM at our event. It's these kinds of experiences that people are having with this that demonstrate its desire to be in the world. Right? You're the mama and you've birthed a lot of kids and they're out there doing their thing now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are. And I love, I love that I have master teachers that I'm teaching how to teach it. Yes. Right? Because it's one thing for me to give it to a practitioner and say, okay, well, here's the technique and here's the intuition piece and here's the past life piece and all that. But then for me to, to take it to another level 
and teach and, the teachers and say, I want you to be able to teach this. So you have another stream of income coming into your healing practice right? and you're, you're passing it along. Right. You're passing it along to those people who are going to learn it from you. Never yes. mind, just receive it from you. They're going to learn it right. from you. It's such an amazing yeah. thing to be. Yeah. Well, you've created your own orchestra, you know, and a few orchestras, which is wonderful. And the symphony and the music that's going out is resonating. We've got to understand we need to raise up our frequency. Mm -hmm. and we have to do that not only for our own well-being, for yeah. those that are around us, but in order for us to resonate out in a world that needs, that's so imbalanced. And yeah. we need to step into that love harmony. Because that love harmony doesn't do harm to others willingly, yes. to self or to anyone else. It resonates on a frequency that is creative, that is loving, that is building. And the more we can get people up there, the better this world is going to be. But it's, it's one person at a time. It's each one of us being willing to step into it, whether to be healed, to learn to heal ourselves, to become the teacher. That's of right. healing. Because we don't know what our path is going to be until we're willing to walk it. Exactly. That's the beauty of life. Yeah. Just walk it. Experience it. Sometimes it will send you down a cul-de-sac. Sometimes you'll stay for a while in the village. Other times you're in a big city. But the thing is, be willing to experience it because all of that is leading you to who and what and why you are. That's right. And what I love what you say about the creative part of that. Right? Mm. It, it, I feel like in our culture, it often, like the creative juices get dried yeah. up. Yes. yes. <laughs> Usually when we're very young, sadly. Yes. So well, they're not fed, they're not they're supported, not they're not nurtured, right? That's, right? that's right, because there's the disconnect between yes. who we are, who our authentic self is, and then what we think the rest of the world needs us or wants us. Right. When you disconnect from the heart and soul, you're disconnecting from the creativity. That's right. But so the within, heart and soul, the spirit then becomes creative. So within that creative energy becomes or comes the energy of collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration and work. cooperation, yes. not competition and i don't no. mean that all competition is negative that's not what i'm saying but when it belongs in the sports arena yeah. <laughs> right? but when we're when we're butting heads like. with, when we're butting heads with one another at yes. cross purposes yes but we're saying it's for the same thing yeah then we're doing ourselves a disservice and yeah. i've had people ask me sarah why are you teaching other people to do your work aren't you just creating your own competition right and i say no i'm creating my own collaboration i'm creating my colleagues Yes. I'm, and I'm not creating them. I'm creating space for them to show yes. up that energy. And, and that I can see that in them where they may not yet see it in themselves is one of my gifts. It's one of my superpowers to be able to look at a person and go, mm-hmm, healer. <laughs> Come well, here. You know, you've gone from being a soloist <laughs> yes. you know, to, to creating the orchestra and, and you're now a conductor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And so yeah. who benefits? Everyone who listens. Yeah. Right, everyone who hears the music, not just hear you, you don't hear music, you feel music. Yeah, when it touches your heart and your spirit and sets you free, yeah. right? and that's what energy is it's fluidity, it's freedom, it's an expression of breath. Mm -hmm. And when we're willing to step into that and, and harmony, you yeah. know, yeah, in every part yeah. of you and everything that you do, you become that light again. Now, and as you're saying that, what's, what's coming to my mind, what I'm remembering is my most catalytic moment in all of this work. Like it's one thing to talk the talk, but it's another yes. thing to walk the talk. Yes. And I, I recall at a certain point in my practice, my private practice, thinking I'm, I'm advising, I'm guiding my clients into knowing who they are and shedding the wounds and the pain and finding new ways of expressing themselves. I'm inviting them into their story, but nobody knows my story. Right. 
Yes. Right? Yes. I was a very, very private person. I was a very private person. It was nobody else's business. But you see, the thing about that is that in my marriage, that was a control. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing goes beyond the bedroom. Don't talk about anything that's happening in the relationship, in the marriage. That was used as a control. Everything is fine. Stephanie vibes. (laughs) 24-7, happy face. Yes. (laughs) This is how actually the heart's journey. Yes, I was about to ask you about that. Offset right here. This is how this was created, was me stepping into my story Mm -hmm. and then allowing others to see it. Letting go of... Putting down, releasing any expectation of how my story would be received. And my training ground for that was when I was ready financially and emotionally to step out of the marriage, move into my new home. That's when I started telling people in in our lives, my then husband and mine's lives, what what had been happening. Mm -hmm. Up until that point, nobody knew. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody nobody believes either. They only believe what they want to see. Well, well, but they were only seeing what we were showing them. Right. right? So they didn't, yes. they didn't know about the unraveling no. and the unfolding that was happening behind the scenes. And part of that was me being very afraid of their judgment. Mm-hmm. What are they going to say to me? How are they going to view me for the way in which I have done this? And how I, I mean, I know how I've done it. I've done it with integrity and intention and authenticity, but I had to make choices that were painful and were painful to others. Yeah. How is that going to be received? To a person, all of them showed up and said, how can we help you? I don't need to know what went wrong. I don't need to know what's going on. I will have my relationship with your husband and I'll have my relationship with you. What do you need right now from me? Mm. And that response lifted this story that I'd been telling myself from me. I just lifted it and I realized, huh, okay, it's okay for me to tell people what's going on in my life and what the pain of that is. So the heart's journey came actually from these hearts that I was finding in nature mm-hmm. and taking photographs of. I've got a few of them here. This is, this is one that somebody had carved onto an um, arbutus tree. Mm, a heart. Here's another one. This is a rock that was half buried in the sand. I just, I kept finding these incredible images of, of hearts all over the place. Some were stones, some were in the clouds. And each time I saw that heart, I was reminded to follow my heart. Yeah. Right. They became, they became my talisman for that message of follow my heart above all other voices, even when it's painful, even when it's scary. And as I stepped out of the marriage and into my new home with my children and started this new way of being in the world, uh, one of the things I had to do to get my business up and going was to get in front of people, right. <laughs> Facebook, yes. social media, Instagram, whatever it was at the time. And somebody said, put your heart photos on Facebook mm-hmm. because they are beautiful and they will have an impact on other people. Right. It will open their hearts. Yes. And I an did. Invitation. An invitation. Is an invitation. That's exactly it. And, and through a long, a long road of events, this entire toolkit of this heart's toolkit was created out of my own heart's journey, right. using these beautiful hearts as a tool. And then using oracle cards, which is something that I, I have a lot of expertise in, using oracle cards as a healing tool. So it made perfect sense that I would, I would write a book and I would include a tool that a person could use that helps them move their energy forward from where maybe it's been held and maybe it's been stuck into, oh, 
and aha, and I can do this, and whatever else it is that they, that they need. In the guidebook that's in the, the box set, I share my story. Mm-hmm. And I've worked a lot with Oracle cards. I've worked with them since I was in my early teens. Yes, I like them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so beautiful. They're beautiful. Great but message to, for the moment, you know? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That, that connecting to spirit yeah. and being open to yeah. receiving. Uh, but I hadn't yet found a deck where the personal story of the person who was doing the channeling mm-hmm. or the creating was included. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt really strong. I felt like a push it was a, or a pull that was bigger than I was that said, here's where you do this. Here's where you talk about that pain yeah. and how hard that was mm-hmm. to move through that. How hard that was to be the person to leave. Yes. Be the woman to leave. Yes. To be the woman to bring another person into her life. I led to two lives for two years. Yep. Right. And then how was it that I stepped out of that with as much grace and dignity as I could? And part of it was the hearts and part of it was community. And so that whole... It was giving yourself permission. (coughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And to just let myself be seen. That was part of that whole process of allowing myself to be seen. So I think it was 2015, we published this with Balboa Press and Hay House and created something that was unique in the market that it has it has a journal it has the book it has it teaches you how to work with them lots of them do that it has the personal story and then the understanding that each of the hearts that's in this is one of my stories the channeled messages on the back of these cards are everything that i've experienced and these experiences are not just mine no that's the point right it's a it it's a trigger for someone this is my story too Exactly. Exactly. And that's where I learned that one of the most effective ways that we can be on our healing journey is by letting other people hear our story. Yeah. Telling other people, here's what it's been like for me. Because then we disband with the isolation. We stop thinking I'm, it's only me and no one else has ever experienced this before, or no one will like me if they hear what has happened to me or, or, or whatever the story is. We can let that go. Let, but for some reason, we're made, we're made to feel guilty. You know, we're, we're not enough. Um, you yeah. know, you, you don't deserve. What, what do you mean? You're, you're spending time on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like in that dictation, mm-hmm. you know, we don't give ourselves permission. And when we hear somebody else's story, yeah. it becomes, again, that inspiration, but that yeah. invitation to place value upon yourself. Absolutely. To place importance upon your own life, to give yourself permission to dis- discover who you are and what your instrument is because ultimately that is what you're here for. Exactly. Not yeah. the old outdated dictation. That's right. The, the, the inspiration of what you are and the only way you're going to discover that and inspire yourself is by going through the process of your life and exactly. sharing it with others. This is what self-discovery media is all about. That's People right. shared their pain, their suffering, but the mm-hmm. joy and their purpose and the love of who they are today. Saying yeah. no matter what you're going through, it's worth it. Yeah. Keep yeah. on discovering whatever your instrument is. Keep on discovering because I'm playing mine right now and I'm loving it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, that piece about self-worth, if we can touch on that. For- oh, yeah. It's huge. Everything. Yeah. It's huge. Self-esteem, self-worth, self-deserving, all of that. And I've, I've ended up creating a program specifically 
to help people get to the core of that. And that it's actually running right now. We're just about to step into our second live class on Facebook with it. And it's called the eight steps to becoming a man mass, the eight steps to becoming a master manifester, mm. <laughs> which I know is a mouthful. Yes. And it, it's more than how can you get what you want? It's about what is, what are you putting in your way? Right. What old stories, what old beliefs, what old wounds around money and wealth and deserving. What is, what is it that you've, convinced yourself of that you can't have that other people can yeah. because there's something flawed with you. Right. And we start from the place of there is nothing wrong with you. Right. You're just where you are. That's all. And if you're ready for that evolutionary leap, then let's do the work. Right. right. And that's the basis for all my programs. Any workshop I teach, any class that I create, it's let's do the work together. I'm not, I'm not just going to give you tools and techniques. I'm not just right. going to teach you where you put your hands right. in IEM. And I'm not just going to tell you how to do hypnotherapy in The Confident Healer. I'm going to encourage you and, and create sacred space for you to do the work. And what I see time and time again, Sarah, is how ready yes. people are. Permission again. Permission. I give you permission to place value upon yourself, right? I mean, it's yeah. still people are looking for that permission from the outside. Mm -hmm. When all you're doing is opening up space for them to give it to themselves. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Because ultimately, and at the end of the day, I heal no one. No, they heal themselves. No one. They yeah. heal themselves. And yeah. that is the key. That's the key piece that is different from modern mainstream mm -hmm. medicine and psychology. Bless it. Bless it, bless it. Has its space. Absolutely. But it's not the only instrument in town. <laughs> yeah. The difference with alternative and, and energetic healings, ideally, is that the person who's holding the space understands that their client is the one that knows themselves best. Yeah. That their client is the one who is going to do the healing. That's what creates permanent healing, is when the client does the work. But in I've, what I've noticed, and just it, when I was doing social work, it was very much evident that it's actually not a safe space in most mainstream medicine for the client to do their own work. No, absolutely right? not. Um, because when we walk through that door, when we walk yes. through the physician's door and we see the yes. white coat or we walk into the counselor's office, we, we, we drop everything and we give it all to them. And we say, what happens oh, to us? We, you know, we're, we're, we know I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, and you go in there, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we just lose our power altogether. And we come out going, what the heck did I just do? <laughs> yeah, because we have a symbol. The symbol is yes. the white coat and the stethoscope. Yeah. We have put people on a pedestal. We've put yeah. people who are not us, who don't know anything about us. We've made them experts on us because they have the credentials, they've done the studying, they've done the schooling. And all of that's important. I'm not putting that down at all. I've done the schooling. Right. I've got the credentials. I've got yeah. the diploma. I've got the degree. I've done all of that. But that's not what makes me good at what I do. No. It's what knowing how to use all of that. Right. But this is what I'm always saying. There's people with knowledge. And mm -hmm. there's some people with degrees of baby, baby, da day, da day, master, da, 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 goes on and on and on. That is simply knowledge until you understand the wisdom and how to use the knowledge. Right. And the wisdom comes from knowing your own story. Right. And the wisdom comes from doing your own work. And the yes. wisdom comes from being vulnerable and allowing yourself to have your flaws and have yes. your warts and have your scars and celebrate all of them because you didn't come here to be perfect. 
perfection is in your imperfection because that's what makes you beautifully unique. <laughs> right. We came here to practice. This is what I tell yes. my students because honestly, every single one of them goes into perfection mode. Right. I've seen it every single time. And I say to them, this is not about perfection. This is about practice. Mm. You're here to practice. I don't need you to be an expert. That's not what I need from you. Right. I'm not, I'm not, right. right. I'm good at certain things and I know a lot about a lot of things, but somebody knows more than I do. That's where Nobody collaboration comes in, referring <laughs> comes in, or the, the, the invitation of other energies come in. You know, it's, uh, you know what you can do. And if you can't do that, you know who to pass it on to. Yep. And then that person can help person in that arena. Yeah. And that's yeah. where, you know, healing the whole of this, there isn't always one answer. You open up people a great deal to understand healing themselves. Mm -hmm. But then they may come to this particular blockage where they need somebody else. That's yeah. beyond your expertise. Well, that's, you know, stepping out into the village of wholeness mm -hmm. and finding mm -hmm. another piece of you, right? Yeah. There's not one-stop shopping, but you can get a lot from one store. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, the fact that I do intuitive energy massage, right? That, that's the energy. Work. What, when somebody graduates from the Confident Healer program, they graduate as a mind, body, and soul healer. Mm -hmm. That's the, the trademark that I've created for who they are and what they can call themselves when they graduate from that program. Because it's a holistic approach. Right. It's the whole bodies, not just the physical body. It's the mental body, the emotional body, the energetic body, the spiritual body. We work on all levels when we do intuitive counseling. So the mind is the story and it's how we work with the story and how we empower people to change their relationship with their story. The body is the way in which the physical body holds the story. Yeah. Right. And that's where energy healing comes in. That's where Reiki is so yes. powerful. Massage is so powerful. Pranic, is so powerful aura chakras all yes. of that it's that's the body and then the soul the soul is where we do the past life work yeah it's where we do the trauma work we do soul retrieval which is alternative medicine's version of um, ptsd but the difference mm -hmm. is that in alternative medicine we look to we look to the source to heal the source we don't tell our clients you're always going to have this this is right. always this is just you're always going to be scared from now you're on. releasing that's the story that's, that's, a, right. that's a chapter written. You don't need to go back and, you know, relive it. That's right. right. That's right. So that's the mind, the body, and the soul. And so in a sense, it kind of is one-stop healing mm -hmm. if you want it to be. And the reason yes. that I designed it that way is because after I got to know a client really well, let's say they were in for four or five sessions, and then I feel like we need to move into the energy body now. We need to move into the energy work. If I send them to somebody else, and there are beautiful, wonderful people out there that I could send them to, absolutely, they're going to have to retell their story. Right. Yeah. All over again. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. Yes. So if yeah. I can... If no, I, can I, wasn't, myself, I wasn't kind of referring to that. It was referring to once they have received the wholeness from you, mm -hmm. we are always in self-discovery of what oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's up and beyond. You know, it's... Uh, I think when you stop discovering... When you stop wanting to learn, mm -hmm. when you stop exploring, mm -hmm. you've, you've left yourself in, into complacency and into disappointment. Yeah. Life is always about wonderment. Mm -hmm. It's always about what does tomorrow hold. Yes. And again, if you take the expectation out of it and just allow, yeah. allow life to happen, then you will actually be able to ride that beautiful wave. Yeah. Uh, that it will really totally. show you where you're next going because until the lights are out and that's only lights out on the body, not on the spirit and the soul, mm -hmm. um, we are here to explore yep. and, yep. To, and to experience. 100%. Yes. And that's why the way that I've created the, all the systems that I've created are 
meant to have that empowerment factor. Yeah. I, this is why I've created all the tools, all the nature essences and the crystal chakra sprays. It's why I've created the heart's journey. It's why I have a YouTube channel with over 300, right. I think we're almost close to 400 videos mm. now that are free content. Right. Because I don't want my client to become dependent on me. No. For their sense of self and well-being. And if I know you've, that you've created a library of reference, that's right. I've right, given you know, them the tool. I'm, I'm stuck here. Hang on. What do I need yeah. to know? <laughs> Over to the YouTube. It's like you go into a bookstore and you allow the book to come to you. Yes. So they go to your YouTube uh, and they'll allow a, a video to come to you. And that's what they need to know right now. That's right. right? Yes. And the tools are there. You can even refer to, you know, the, the Oracle cards. What do I need to know right now? And if I need to know further, guide me further on all that you have provided for them. Right? Exactly. That's and we and, and so many other people right now, we are living in such an amazing time. Yeah. There is a creative energy flowing around the planet. There's a connectivity through social media that we've never experienced before. And yes, there's lots of naysayers and you can say lots of things about social media that may not be great. On the whole, what it allows us to do is meet each other where yes. we're at. And there are so many resources that are available to people who are ready, willing, and able to look yeah. at them and find them and see them and learn from them. It's, it's unprecedented. Right. We've never had evolution. this before. We, have we never didn't have this. We didn't this have this in, on our journey. No. You know, uh, I certainly didn't have it when I was going through all of my past. It was literally trial and tribulation and, mm -hmm. and self-discovery and becoming and counseling. Because for me, yeah. I've always learned more from counseling others than I have from myself. Mm -hmm. And it, it's the beautiful energy that we're in right now. And, you know, I said at the beginning of the year, powers that be, the universe is turning our volume up on our energy. Mm -hmm. And is that if you are ready and willing to step into that next chapter, whatever that chapter is, yeah. the energy will be there to support you because we're ready to receive that energy. However, if there are people who are unwilling to embrace that energy that are still playing the blame game, mm -hmm. unwilling to take that responsibility, they will get left behind. And that is just the way the energy is going. It's supporting those that are stepping up mm -hmm. into that beautiful presence. And, and I think that's very, very true. And I also believe that each of us is on their own journey. And we've talked yes. about this earlier in the conversation. So even for those who may still be playing the blame game, that's, that's just where they are. That's where we meet them. That's just where yeah. they are. And who's to say, I don't know what their next life is going to be like. Yeah. Right. I don't know where they are in their story. And I don't have to subject myself to their, no. to where they're at. I, I have free will that this is the, this is such an important part of this whole journey. We yes. have free will. We get to make choices about who we spend time with, about who we allow into our lives. We get to make choices about how we behave in response to other people. Uh -huh. right? The one and only thing I believe we have complete control over is our own response. Whatever yeah, it is we, yeah we don't always have control of what happens to us but we do have control of how we respond to it and you know sometimes all you're meant to be in someone's life is that presence of light mm -hmm. you know it, you may never talk to them you may never be able to physically help them but by just being that light you yeah. may shed something upon them that they begin to see right yeah. so you know it's help those that are willing to help themselves Mm -hmm. And those that aren't willing, either will never be willing, or at some point, the light's going to come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there'll be somebody there for them. But it right, may not be. <laughs> yes, as they say, what did they say? Is that when the student's ready, the teacher turns up? That's right. Right. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's being there winning. This is the thing is we have to be owners of our own life, you know, mm. our own decision-making and don't beat ourselves up if it was a bad choice. You know, yeah. you made it with the information you had in the moment. Don't get stuck in, Oh God, why did I, or yes. I hate this person. Or blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, all right, get it off your chest. Spend that emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you going to do about it? What have you learned right. from it? What's the next step? Yes. And be continued, you know, to keep exploring mm -hmm. what you've presented for people is a way for the cellular level, to come mm -hmm. to the surface and be released for them yeah. to make connection to themselves and their own energy, their own wisdom and knowledge to how to apply that to themselves as their own healing, but also a community yes. to go to when they can't do it for themselves. Yes, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. And the community is twofold. Mm -hmm. The community is this larger community that we have in Victoria, and we are so blessed for this community that we have of, of healers and energy workers and massage therapists and counselors and people who are willing to see things from a bigger perspective. What I've also created is a community for the healers themselves. Yeah. Because we are not meant to take this journey by ourselves. No. And, and yet we've got to learn to download sometimes and not carry those. That's right. But it's so easy. It can be so easy for yeah. us in the alternative communities to isolate. Yes. Right. Yeah. So when somebody goes through one of my programs, whatever program it is, they are invited into the healers forum. We have a whole online community of IEM practitioners that's in a private group. We also have a public IEM group. Mm -hmm. The private IEM group is where the practitioners can show up for each other, where they can be vulnerable, where they can say, I don't know, I had this client and I didn't know what to do with them, or I didn't feel like I could help them, or hey, has anyone else had this experience? The energies didn't connect. Yes. The energies mm -hmm. can connect and where they get support for how to yeah. thrive as healers. So we don't have any poverty healer thinking right. right right where they get the business tools and they get the mentoring for how to have a business as an entrepreneur right. in a healing practice which is outside of mainstream business <laughs> the mainstream it, business model doesn't fit for no the no no it doesn't and and you know as as you know previous caregiver in the in the regular system how many people suffer from burnout Mm -hmm. you know and then then it's you know end up on disability themselves because they've so spent they don't know how to unravel that and also how many people who are out there kind of caring for people and don't know how to make it a business because yeah. you have every right to be paid for the job that you're doing thank you right? yes yes that is a piece that i would love to see every mm. healer put down put yes. it down yes you pay your plumber you pay your mechanic yes. you pay your psychologist Yep. You pay the guy at the grocery store. Right. Why should you be doing this work for free? Right. There exactly. has to be an exchange. That's what creates balance. That's what prevents exactly. burnout. Yes, right? exactly. I think the other thing really important to know too is know yourself and when you need to place that energy upon yourself and mm -hmm. when to say no. Yep. Yep. And that's a piece of the work that we do as well when we do the trainings is your boundaries yeah, exactly. Are they? And let's strengthen them and let's allow that, that little pebble in the pond to be the center of your existence. You are the center. Right. Your self you are your very core. <laughs> is the most important thing. Yes. And I don't always follow my own preachings. No, no, no. no. We have to be own. reminded sometimes that so right. the triggers come along and trip us up and yeah, go, I'm just okay, you've got a message I'm, now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm just coming out of a cold. Right. Um, and I know where it came from. Mm -hmm. I remember my father once saying to me, Megan, sometimes a cold is just a cold. And I said to him, I wish I could believe that some days. 
<laughs> but in my worldview, no, a cold is a message. Yeah. I, I need to slow down. I need to take care of myself. I need to rest. And then I will be better. And so for me, my colds show up when I need to rest. I need to slow down. <laughs> and I need to take care of myself. And I don't expect to never get colds. No. I don't expect to ever not twist my ankle or mm -hmm. have an injury or feel sad. Even yep. with all the tools that I have, even with all the work that I've done. Part of the human emotion. That is part of life. Yes. That is life. And I would be lying if I said, I know better than that. It's I don't about know suppressing the emotions. About, it's about spending them, right? So that the energy mm -hmm. can move on. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's where it's so important to have a team of yeah. people around you who know and understand you, who you feel safe with, who can say, I'm going to bring you some tea today. <laughs> You and this is rest. something that's really important is that when you're perceived to being a strong person mm -hmm. uh, who's been there for other people, who can, who can shoulder, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people don't like to see you in your weakness, mm. right? All of a sudden, the, the illusion of who you are is gone. And mm. the thing is, is that your weakness is also your strength. Of course. And by being weak and vulnerable and saying, I now need you. You know, and allowing other people to now help you or it's simply to say, I'm taking that time for love and nurturing. That's I've right. overspent myself. Yep. And it stopped trying to be the superhero because you're going to be the one with the holes in the cake. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's absolutely it. And this is what I teach my, my practitioners. It's what I teach my healers. And then they will be the ones to turn around and say to me, when was the last time you had an IEM treatment, Megan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm coming over to your house and I'm giving you a treatment today. Right. Yeah. Okay. Heal or heal thyself. Yeah. But well, I haven't yes. got time. Um, hello, <laughs> healer. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and you know, we do, that's what, that's what community is about though, for people to say, Hey, hello, I'm seeing holes in your cape. You know, let's, yeah. let's address this. That's right. You know, you're spending yourself too thin. Yeah. And this is where having people who are supportive that see that sometimes that know you even a little better than yourself because mm -hmm. they're seeing yourself from the outside in yeah. and they go, Hey, no, you've, you've got to say no, you've got to take time here. And that's something very important that we need to learn to honor ourselves with, exactly. you know, I'm giving all of this, but you know, right now I need in return. Yeah. And this is where the empowerment piece is so important. Yeah. If the people that you surround yourself with, have their own sense of responsibility, their own sense of self-care and their own empowerment to take that care. They don't need it from you. No. They don't need you. Right. <laughs> no. You need you. Yes. They don't need you. They will be just fine without you. Yeah. You know, going back to your 90 and 10%, right? It's that, That's right. you know, you are the bee's knees in the moment that once they've gone, they feel great. Now they're off doing what they want to do, you know, and you're yeah. forgotten. So don't burn yourself out trying to be, you know, the healer for everyone else at the expense of self. Everything yeah. in life is about balance. Right. Keeping the flow of energy constantly going mm -hmm. smoothly in synchronicity and balance of self. Yeah. mind, body, heart, and soul. And yeah. when you're in that beautiful balance, you're in your own symphony and that's what will ripple out. So don't do anything to be your own, you know, nail on the chalkboard, you know? <laughs> that's right. Yes. Take yourself off the pedestal. Yes. There are no gurus in, in no. the work that I do. There are no gurus. And I tell my students that every single time we're sitting. Leave ego at the door, right? Leave yeah. ego at the door. It doesn't belong here. This is community. This is collaboration. This is stepping into universal energy. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
So if somebody wants to A, receive the treatment or somebody wants to join up for the courses or somebody just simply wants to buy the books and the oracles or anything else that they need to know from you, where do they go? The easiest way to reach me is still by old-fashioned email, which is megan at meganedge.ca. You can also find that on my website, which is megan. Dot Megan or Megan at MeganEdge.ca. <laughs> um, www is in there somewhere. I'm all over the place. I'm on Facebook under Megan Edge Healing. I'm on YouTube under Megan Edge Healing. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn under Megan Edge Healing. So there's lots of different ways that you can find me. You can go to the YouTube channel and see how I do my work and see if it's a fit. Maybe it's not, and that's totally fine. There'll be right. somebody else out there for you. But that's one of the reasons why I've done the YouTube channel to give people that opportunity to see who I am, how I do my work, and whether or not we're a fit. I want to be completely transparent. Mm -hmm. So also, you, phone number, everything else is on the website, and all the information about the courses that we're currently running um, and how to get in touch with me about those courses. As I say, the Confident Healer, we're opening up registration as of now, and that will be for September. The classes are small. Mm -hmm. I keep them under 10 people per class so that there's space for me to be there for each of those people and so that we can create trust and intimacy within the sacredness of the circle as we go through that journey. So these are not big classes. They fill up quickly Right. for those people who are really determined that this is the path that they want to walk and they're willing to be vulnerable in that walking of that path. IEM classes, we're constantly running. We take a break in the summer. We start up again in September, level one, level two classes, and then master teacher is an ongoing program as well. And my online courses, like the eight steps to becoming a master manifester, those are also always running. So every month or so, I put one of those out. And then people can come from all over the world mm -hmm. to take those classes right. with me. And the heart's journey uh, with the oracles, the whole um, box set, which there's a beautiful video on her posting of her getting the first box set when it came out. It's so touching. I had to put it up there. Oh, thank <laughs> it's you for, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That was a moment. Oh my yes, goodness. Yes, no, it was a, so moment, much a moment of connection yeah. where, you know, finally it's my baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, that's available in fine stores everywhere. Uh, we have distributors. We have Canadian distributors. If you go into your local well, any bookstore, we, we're in chapters, um, any of your alternative bookstores or new age bookstores and ask them, they'll be able to order it in for you if they're not already carrying it. You can also get it directly from me and I'm happy to sign it for you as well. Right. A little love note in there for you. And to do that, you go through my website or send me an email and say, I want to come pick it up. I want to meet you and I want to, I want to have it from you. Yes. So exactly. lots of different ways that you can get it. So it's meganedge.ca, folks, not .com, .ca, Canada, proud to have Canada, it. that's right. Yeah, proud Canadian, <laughs> Victorian Canada, which i definitely so delighted that I'm, I met you. And I've met you a few times now, and I'm really glad that we've done this show because I relate to everything that you're doing. Um, I've, I've experienced some of the things that you're doing, mm -hmm. and I understand the impact mm. that it has. And I've been looking myself for the people who do it because – you're few and far between. So we do need more practitioners out there. We do need more yeah. people uh, because it's so important that we do release our old chapters that we keep carrying around um, and that we do find that synchronicity and harmony of the flow within us uh, because that then becomes something that propels us forward in life. And we can't if we're still, still got attachments mm -hmm. that are in there that we don't even know about. That's you know, right. Often we don't. No, I have one with a past life releasing. Did you know that you sound assigned a vow of poverty 50 lifetimes ago? Uh -huh. Oh, no, but that explains so much. How do I delete this contract? 
Exactly. Well, I love this platform that you've created, Sarah. It's so important that there's a space for voice to be heard and experience to be shared. And you've created something really beautiful with what you're doing and how you're doing it. And it's really- You have a, a podcast as well, right? I do. That's right. Yes. On Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show, also Alternative Talk Radio. And we do a live Facebook every month. And each month we look at a different area of radical change. Mm-hmm. questioning and really exploring deeply some of these areas of our own life experience and how we can be in them differently. Right. And that's called playing on the edge radio with Megan edge radical change with ease. And that's the uh, second Tuesday of every month. You can find it on my website under radio. You can find it on Dr. Pat Pacelli's site or transformation talk radio, lots of different places where you can find it. Right. Yeah. You know that we have no excuse today to say, I didn't know. You know, the reason I do the podcast, the reason you do the podcast and the YouTubes is to share the knowledge. That's right. You know, and now it, it's, a, it's up to you of whether you're going to receive it and apply it. We can't do that for you. All we That's can right. do is share. Yes. And when you're ready to ignite it, to ignite your heart and soul and spirit into action, we're there for you, whichever way it is. And to understand you're never alone there, you know, there's, so many people there to help you on your path. And that knowledge uh, ignites your own wisdom because you then know how to apply that knowledge to self. And that's in itself becomes wisdom. Don't be afraid to take the journey. And the beautiful thing about podcasting and YouTube today is the fact it's right there at the fingertips, just a click away. So don't say, I didn't know. Start clicking, start listening, start learning, start applying and open up your own beautiful door and let yourself out to let yourself in. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing here today. We, we, you know, we could carry on forever. But there's so much here to talk about but, and that was needed to be heard. And thank you so much because it's definitely been a gem. So thank you. MeganEdge.ca and everything about her is all there. One-stop shopping. And you can please get the book and the oracles. Oracle cards are wonderful. They tell you what you need to know right now. And then it will show you which video to listen to, which radio show to listen to, what to do next. Because that's all we're looking for is guidance. That's we're right. looking for guidance to self, to yes. our inner self. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to explore. Don't be afraid to experience. Because I promise you when you do and you're willing to go through the process, who you become is who we need. And you'll be absolutely awesome. So, Thank you, Megan. <laughs> thank you very much, there. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.